Alabama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Uh, Really good. Really good. Feels uh, a little bit like spring. I think spring's getting here. Uh, you know, it's like uh, spring's always here in Alabama when it's tornado season. And last night we had all kind of sirens and sirens and everything else going off in Birmingham. Uh, we were really close to going to getting in the basement. So, yeah, uh, tornado season is spring season in Alabama, unfortunately. That's just the way it rocks. Um, Jimmy, we're going to do some more superlatives here in just a little bit um, in this the later segments. But Alabama's got a big game coming up Saturday, tomorrow, against the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Kentucky lost on Tuesday night against Tennessee, and, boy, they got beat kind of soundly. It really wasn't even close. Ty Washington still not 100% which I think is good for Alabama. But, um, you know, this is going to be a tough task. There's no doubt about it. I looked it up, ESPN's, you know, predictor machine, whatever it is. Maybe they – do you think they dusted off George Michael's sports machine, the old one, and just fixed it up? Is that what you think they did? But um, so they have Alabama like a, I don't know, 15% chance to win or something crazy like that, which, you know, frankly is probably about right. Well – that's about 15 more percent than uh than I would predict. <laughs> I, I'm not optimistic about the game, and, and, and it has zero to do with Alabama. It, it has 100% to do with Kentucky. I just think that Kentucky is one of the best, in my opinion, they're one of the best four teams <clears throat> in college basketball. I mean, top four, top five in the sport, period. Uh, and I think if you're going to beat – uh, Kentucky at Kentucky, uh, two or three magical things have to happen. Number one, you have to play out of your mind to beat a top four or five team at, at their place. Um, so Alabama's going to have to play uh, among the, the, the best they've played all season, hit all the shots at all, has to be reined in. Uh, secondly, you have to get some help. Kentucky has to has to not play well. And they didn't play well Tuesday, and Tata's banged up, and uh, – you know, I, I, I think some things are in place to where th- that, that is possible. But uh, and thirdly, you're going to need to not get hosed by, by, by officiating. I mean, which which is tough uh, on the road uh, in the SEC to to avoid that. You, you tend not to get a lot of calls on the road. So I, I think all those things would have to line up for for Alabama to win this game. It is possible because Alabama at its best is really, really good. But uh, I, I'm not optimistic here. Uh, I, I gave Alabama 0% chance to beat Auburn at Auburn. Uh, I think there is a slightly better chance to beat Kentucky at, in Lexington. Yeah, it is actually 14%. Um, it's funny to me because you're always so optimistic when it comes to football, no matter what. I mean, back in the day oh. when you and I first met one another – uh, we were in the throes of the Dubos era and then the throes of the various other Mikes and Franchonis. And like every time you were always like, you know, I think we need to give old Shuley a chance. And, and I was ready to fire him after game one. Uh, so maybe I'm more pessimistic when it comes to football. But um, 
it's just funny to me that you you're a little more pessimistic about this. I'm actually I'm not optimistic, but I'm hopeful. I mean, against Auburn at Auburn, I was not hopeful. I knew they would win that game. I didn't. It, I had no expectations. Like this game, I feel like there there potentially is a chance. I'm still yeah. waiting on Alabama to bust through. Somebody's got to bust through. I mean, we can't have Keon Ellis go over eight again. We we right. we just can't do it. He's got he's got to whatever it is. He's got to find it. And and I'm I don't mean to pick on him because there are a lot of guys that got to find. It. I mean, Javon had a nice game this last time, but um, he's not been playing well, and there were still some things he could do better. Uh, Shaq did not have a great game this past time. So, I mean, there, there's some things that just got to happen. And I feel like Kentucky's got to believe they're sort of out of the SEC championship race now. So maybe they won't be on their A game. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just being uh, a little bit of wishful thinking there. Jimmy, I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody about bet online. Look, football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all of the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news of this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action Bet online is where the game starts. Then I want to tell you about Built Bar. Go to Built.com. You'll love it. I'm telling you, these things are awesome. Uh, this is the time of year that you've given up on your resolutions. Well, not this year. I'm sticking to it because I'm eating Built Bars. Because I'm smart like that, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, even the puffs included, 100% real chocolate. When you talk about the puffs, they're a fan favorite. They come with some incredible flavors like cinnamonini churro. <laughs> Coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. All these are so good. These are going to be your new favorites. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, all these new flavors. New for this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. My God, I'm drooling over here. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they put do it every time. They just pull it off. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 at built.com, get 15% off that order. All right, Jimmy, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit. Um, first of all, before we get into superlatives again, I do want to say, did you see Nick Saban's uh, speech? I don't even know where he was, about the Henry Ruggs thing and about being a leader. Oh, my God. I did. Again. There are people out there who feel like Nick Saban is is a heartless robot. I think that's only half right. I think he's a robot with a heart. He's a robot. He is a robot. He's definitely a robot. <laughs> and so, man, if you listen to that speech and you're not like, that dude gets it. He just, there's nothing he doesn't get. Um, then you just, you hate him because he's a head coach at Alabama. Okay. I mean, I can live with that. I mean, you know, you, you're sometimes you're just going to hate somebody because they coach it. At a rival. Okay, I get that. But if Nick Saban were in any other position anywhere in the world that wasn't your rival, you'd love the guy because you'd say that's exactly right. He's telling it exactly the way it needs to be told. He's not sugarcoating anything. He's He basically said Henry Ruggs really screwed up. He really did. It was awful. But how much better would it have been? And I'm not absolving him of guilt. How much better would it have been if somebody had said to Henry Ruggs, Henry, give me your keys. 
And if Henry gets pissed, say, Henry, this is for your own good and for everybody's good. I don't want, this is for me too. I don't want to see you go to prison. I don't want to see you die in, in a potential accident. And, and that's about being a leader. And uh, man, Nick Saban just gets it. And, and what a great speech. If you hadn't seen it, it's all over Twitter. Maybe I can find a way to post it on here. I don't know. I'll, I'll, eventually, Jimmy, I'm going to learn to do stuff like this. Uh, cool. it on the podcast. Not right now. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got other, we got other stuff to do. I mean, yeah, we got, I, look, I'm, I'm having a hard enough time just recording this and posting it. So everybody bear with me, by the way, thanks to all y'all, man, we've gotten up over to 280 subscribers now, 282 or something. So we've grown like 280 subscribers in the last three weeks or something, which is great. <laughs> um, we're trying to push it out, get even more, please subscribe. I mean, it really would help us out. We would, we would be so thrilled and, and Jimmy will write you a handwritten thank you note. I'm pretty sure. With my feet. With my feet. <laughs> well, that's foot feet written, written man. That's a that's foot written feet. Okay. Jimmy, let's go back to um, some of these superlatives that we've been doing in recruiting. Um, I've got one that I've been dying to tell you about. <clears throat> All right. Shoot. Um, destined to make a memorable play memorable big play in a big game and i chose isaiah bond and here's oh, what like i wrote about him i like it this bond happens to be a 0072 because 0.007 is his 40 time it doesn't take a golden eye to see bond as a thunderball unless the opposing punter kicks moonrakers like an octopussy <laughs> bond will be returning the football from russia with love and scare the living daylights out of a coverage team. Remember, you only live twice, so when Bond is making plays, be sure to die another day. Any of those James Bond's jokes do anything for you? Well, they said it was no time to die, but now it feels like a good one. Uh, <laughs> wow. I like the, uh, I like the choice. I like the choice. Bond can really, really run. I mean, we, 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 we've signed fast guys, and there's fast guys on the team now. And, and then we're, we, we intentionally went out and recruited speed. And, and Bond is super fast. Uh, I, I, I like the call. Uh, I, I'm going to stick somewhat similar. I'm, I'm going to go uh, Aaron Anderson there uh, because – you know, one thing that I really like about Aaron Anderson, who's another guy who's like really, really fast. Anderson can can run, not quite like Bond, but almost. He's a half a step behind Bond, so he's like a double o a double o eight. Uh, you know, he's just behind Bond as as a runner. But Aaron is tough. He he is a football player who just happens to be really fast. Uh, with Bond. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in him. I'm excited about him. He's one of my favorites in the class. But I'll admit, I, I want to see him make football plays because until I see him make football plays, I'm going to worry that Bond is a track guy who plays football. Uh, I, I, with Aaron Anderson, I watch his tape, and I'm like, this is a football player. He just happens to be track fast. Very fair. Very fair. Um, but I think that's why – uh, if I go back to the superlative where I put Aaron Anderson in, which was, uh, let me find, can't wait to see the first play of. Um, right. Aaron Anderson, I, I think that, see, I, 
Isaiah Bond's first play might not be that awesome. But when he's going to make a big play in a big game, that's that's the whole that's the separation point. The previous picks I had for this, and I know you don't have yours in front of you, so we won't go there. And this category is only two years old. I had Jai Hall and Drew Sanders, which eh, I didn't really nail either one of those apparently, but um, could have been worse. Could have been worse. Um, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we're going to do a couple more superlatives. And once you get your thumb out of your camera, oh. Did you notice? <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it is like this gigantic digit you have. It really makes your phone look huge. It, it is freakish for a five-eight guy in my seven-foot-eight hands. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm, let me find another one. I'm trying to find ones that aren't quite so negative. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Here's one that I'm, I'm going to do, and boy. I could get killed for it. I, I don't even know if I really want to do it, but I'm going to because we do this every year. Um, and we'll, we're going to change the title of it, Destined for Transfer Portal. Uh-huh. I like I, that. Just, I hate this one. But it's I negative. feel like we've been doing it every year, and I don't want to – and because my my track record on it is good, and I'll explain later, I'll, uh, I think we need to do it. Okay. My 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 candidate here is Dane Shore, who you you know uh, spoke of glowingly earlier. Understandable. And what I said was, man, why do I make this category every year? It's cruel. However, the show must go on. Uh, something about Shore tells me he's headed for the collegiate IR or the transfer portal eventually. It, when I look at Tyler Booker and then look at Dane Shore. I can't see Shores getting a lot of PT because Bama has more Tyler Bookers than Shore can overcome. It, it, maybe it's his fluffed Bama bangs, or maybe it's the fact he's missing the E in his name. But whatever it is, I'm putting Dane Shore in this category, and I'm very sorry to the Shore family because I love the fact that he signed with Alabama. I don't want anybody to think I'm knocking the kid or anything like that. We just have this category because the transfer portal is so popular now I think it's a fair category to have without necessarily saying the kid's not good. I think Dane Shore is really, really good. But I think that we have a lot of really, really good offensive linemen that we've signed recently. And here's some of the, the former picks I've made. Tim Keenan, who, I mean, that still may come to fruition. Caden Clark, who I guess is in this class now. I mean, he, you know, he wasn't even in the class that I chose him for. Jalen Moody. Uh, Elliot Baker, who was a no-brainer. Irv Smith, which was a bad pick. Uh, Desherius Flowers, who was a great pick. J.K. Scott, which may be the worst pick I've ever made in the history of these picks. Parker, Parker <laughs> that was McLeod. A, that was a bad one. <laughs> yeah, Jake, Parker that was bad. McLeod, which was oh, – That was good. Except for it. That was the easiest. That was a layup. Um, Alex, which was also, I thought, a layup. And Philip uh, Ely, which also was a layup. There were, there were a bunch of them that were pretty easy. Um, I think Nick Saban's recruiting has so, gotten so good that this is very a very difficult category. And, again, I want to make this abundantly clear. I think Dayton Shore is a good player. He had a lot of good offers. I'm just saying, okay, when you have so many offensive linemen and some of those dudes are all Tyler Bookerish, who I think is an NFL dude, it, it just seems like it's going to be difficult for him to overcome that. Tell me I'm wrong, Jimmy, or, and then pick your guy and you get killed. <laughs> First of all, that uh, spiel was a good reminder of how, uh, I wouldn't say crappy, but uh, 
our quarterback recruiting under Saban hadn't always been oh. like it is right now. I mean, we're on a roll right now, partly because I think we were in such a 40-year slump that, that it, it, we, you know, it's all being made up to us. It's all evening out uh, based on going 40 years without signing a first-round pick and, and signing a bunch of guys that just weren't nearly as good as their, uh, their hype. No, I think Dane Shore is a good pick for this unfortunate category. I'll surprise you, though, with my answers. Ready? Uh, my, my answers have a little bit more math and logic to it than, than uh, you know, saying, hey, a particular guy's not very good. In terms of destined for the portal, the name that comes immediately to mind, and it's shocking at first, but let me explain, is uh, Ty Simpson. And, and I say that just oh. simply. Well, I say that simply for this reason. Over 50% of quarterbacks that sign with power five programs are now entering the portal at some point, 50%, regardless of their name, regardless of their height, regardless of where they signed. If there is a 50% chance that someone at that position is headed to the portal. So math wise, logic wise, I got to say Ty Simpson. Now I happen to believe that Ty Simpson is going to be the starting quarterback after Bryce young. Therefore there'd be no reason for him to go anywhere. Um, and, 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 you know, but Ty is one of my answers. Another answer that will shock people, but again, I'm going with math here and, and I'm going to say Kendrick Law from Louisiana, who I think is a really, really good football prospect. And I sincerely hope he ends up being as good as I think he's going to be. And he does that at Alabama, but I'm picking Kendrick Law because math wise, I've got to pick one of the receivers. We signed five receivers in this group, and, and I don't, I'm not even counting Jermaine Burton, who's the transfer. Six new guys coming in at once. The odds that all six of them are going to spend their entire career to Alabama is next to nothing. So I'm sort of picking names out of a hat and sort of doing it by, you know, by, you know, I, I, I you know, Kobe Prentice is an in-state guy. I think Aaron Anderson's going to play right away because he's here in the spring. Jermaine Burton's obviously not going anywhere. That leaves Bond, who's a Buford kid. We've we got so many, Bu we, you know, he, he's got two Buford teammates on the team at Alabama right now and Jake Pope and Seth McLaughlin. Uh, I'm just sort of picking Kendrick Law out. You know, it was going to be him or Preston. So my answer is Kendrick Law. It has nothing to do with how good I think Kendrick Law can be. It just has everything to do with we signed five receivers, five high school receivers. I don't think all five of them will spend their entire career at Alabama. Now, I, and again, that's why this category exists. And I'm going to say it again. When we started this category, it was more about destined for medical hardship. And now that the transfer portal is so easy to get in and out of, I, I think it's a very fair category. There's, look, the, the attrition rate for everybody, not just Alabama, is relatively high. I mean, it's, you know, it, you just lose dudes. And so while this category may seem cruel on the surface, I think it's certainly worthy of talking about. And Jimmy and I are not saying Dane Shore, Ty Simpson, and Kendrick Law are not good enough to play at Alabama. That's not it at all. I think that we're just saying, you know, the numbers point to somebody's got to go. And since we created this category eight years ago when we started this, we just keep doing it because we're idiots. They can easily <laughs> prove us wrong. I mean, they can. So, um, now, Jimmy, let's do one more quick one, and then we'll call this a day. Uh, I'm trying to find one that I that I, I really liked. Oh, here we go. How about this? 
future top five NFL pick. Ooh. I selected Tyler Booker. I mean, it, like it was, it. yeah, I said a 6'5", 325-pound offensive lineman is always a threat to go high in the draft. One that also faced competition at IMG Academy, then in the SEC, has even greater chances. One that looks like he just found out he owes $625 in back taxes when he thought he was getting a $2,345 refund in his profile picture is a surefire number one selection. Um, previous picks by Luke, J.C. Latham, Tim Smith, Iaba Anoma, which was a bad one, Isaiah Bugs, which wasn't – I mean, he's still in the NFL, so but he wasn't a top-five pick. Raekwon Davis, again, not a top-five pick, but doing okay. Deron Payne. Cam Robinson, O.J. Howard, Landon Collins, and uh, Cyrus Quandro. So while none of the guys that I've selected went in the top five, there's some dudes that have done well in the NFL on the list I've selected. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when, when I uh, consider this category, you know, the first thing I think of is position. I, I go by position because, let's be honest, there's some positions that just aren't going to be the first pick. I don't care how good you are. How, how outstanding you are, a running back uh, now and in the foreseeable future is not going to be the first pick in the NFL draft or very likely a, a top five pick. Uh, I, I'm going to go with positions where the NFL sees a lot of value, quarterback, left tackle, defensive tackle, pass rusher, maybe cornerback. Um, those are the premium positions. It, to, to me, it's only guys in that position that should be considered uh, simply because that that's that's where the NFL places a premium on all those spots. And for that reason, uh, so hilarious that I mentioned him in the last, I don't think he's going to last here category, <laughs> but I'm going with Ty Simpson. And the reason being, he's a quarterback. He plays a premium position. I think he'll be a multi-year starter. Alabama's on a roll at quarterback, producing Mac Jones, 15th pick. Tua Tungvaloa, fifth pick. Uh, maybe Bryce Young could be number one pick. Uh, I, I think Ty Simpson, I really believe this based on what we know today. I think Ty is going to be just as good as all those guys, and and he'll be a top five pick in the in the NFL draft. Just from another team because you have him transfer. I do have him transfer. Yeah, he will be a top five pick uh, right out of uh, right out of Kentucky. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I, I, you know, I, I explained why I mentioned his name. My actual pick for the portal was Kendrick Law, and I, I, I mentioned Ty Simpson based on how how I was thinking. You know, my line of thinking for how I come up with my answers for this. But uh, my line of thinking for this is got to be a player at a premium position that I really believe in, and uh, and Ty Simpson is the name that immediately comes to mind. All right, buddy, that'll do it for this episode. We will be back after the Kentucky game. And uh, we'll be talking about that. But until then, everybody, have a great weekend and roll tide. Roll tide.